Donna, thank you for in letting me interview you. I want to ask you about your childhood. I know you were born in Egypt. What age did you move to e England? I was five years old when I left Egypt in 1956. Uh, soon after, 19, February 1957, I was five years old. And as you can imagine, it was very, very difficult. But the first thing I want to say to you is I did not imagine for one minute that 70 years later, I would have such beautiful grandchildren. And in particular, a most beautiful, tzaddik, and talented grandson like Amitai, um, for whom I'm so thrilled to be interviewed, by whom I'm so thrilled to be interviewed right now. So Amitai, I was five years old when we came from England, and it was very difficult, very difficult indeed, because we didn't speak English, uh, we were Jewish and very from, and so we had to go into a from um, society, which was not easy. Um, we were taken in by the um, authorities, by the Jewish authorities in Birmingham, eventually. And uh, there we went into like the Park Road community where uh, we grew up and we had a very lovely childhood. And um, but still, we, we, you know, we couldn't speak English, so it was very hard not to go to a country where you can't speak the language. So I went to school. And um, and it didn't take us so long to learn English, but in the process, you know, we had a few mistakes. For instance, every day uh, we had a hot meal at school. The school provided a hot lunch, and I could never say what I wanted. All I could do was point. I want this. I want that. I, want, I just in just with pointing, I I pointed to what I wanted, and every time. There was a salad. I pointed to a cucumber, and the funniest thing is that um, the dinner lady, every time she saw me at pointing to a cucumber, she wouldn't give it to me until I said the word cucumber. So guess what? Cucumber was the first English word I learned because I was really happy to see a cucumber, and every time I pointed, the dinner lady said, "Say cucumber." And I said cucumber. Okay. What was the school like for you? Okay, so um, school was lovely. We went to a Jewish primary school. Everybody in the school was Jewish, and uh, we learned um, Kodesh and Chol, and. Um, it, it was just a, a regular primary school. Um, I wasn't so clever, but I wasn't not clever. I was just very middle of the road. And um, it was very interesting how we got to school because um, we had to go on a bus. And there was, at the time, uh, there was Auntie Laura, Auntie Ren, um, me, and Uncle Morshi. And Auntie Laura was eight, possibly nine years old. And she would take us all by herself on the bus 
So she would be responsible for four or three children younger than herself, and she was nine years old. And she would take us on the bus and all the way to school and take us home again. We would all meet together at the school gates and we would all go home together. And we didn't have any money at all because my father didn't have a business yet and we were very poor. But they used to give us a few pennies for the day. And on the way home, on the way to the bus stop from the school, there was a kosher baker and um, that sold cakes and bread and biscuits and always in a window, in the window, there would be a box of broken biscuits. However, the biscuits got broken, maybe they fell off the tray or something like that. There were a box in the window with broken biscuits. And every day, my sister, Aunt Laura, would take us into the shop and buy us a penny worth of broken biscuits. And those we would bunch on the way home. We could never afford real whole biscuits, but we had a penny broken biscuits, and that was so so memorable. Um, but learning at school was fine, you know. We learned maths, we learned English, we learned oh, and we we every Monday we had to come home, come to school, and write our diary of what we did over Shabbos. And I would write the same thing every week. Uh, on Shabbos, I went to shul. On Sunday, I went to Cheda. And on Monday, I came back to school. Because it's not the way it is with you today. We didn't have the capacity to go on to Yulim or to even go to the park. It, it was very hard for my parents because they had six children. And they had to earn a living, and they worked very hard. We really didn't have to live the way you have today. So what we did have was a lot of neighbors with children our age, and we would always meet downstairs in the big communal garden, and we would play together, football, cricket, all games. It was fun growing up with all the friends around us. Okay. Did you go to after-school activities? No, we didn't go to any after-school activities. The only thing we did after school was to go to Cheder. So three times a week we went to Cheder. That was our enjoyment. Um, um, it, we, we didn't, I don't think there were any, and we didn't have the opportunity of doing it, because if it cost money, we couldn't afford it. Um, but we had a very nice time going to Cheder three times a week. And when we got to Cheder in the winter time. There would always be a hot cup of cocoa for all the children. And in the summertime, there would always be a glass of juice for all the children. And we had wonderful teachers, really wonderful teachers at Heda, who taught us a great deal of Yiddish type. And uh, a lot of my knowledge today is from learning it at Heda when I was your age. So, um, no, we didn't have ballet or sports or anything like that. No, we led a very simple life. Okay. What is a funny memory from your childhood? Okay. Um, it, it was funny, and but it was more exciting and more frightening as well. Um, as I said to you, we always went to Cheda three times a week, in the winter and or and in the summer. and. Uh, 
once we went in the winter straight from school and uh, when we finished the cheder we went out into the street and it was snowing but boy was it snowing it was snowing so hard that it was maybe a foot of snow and we were wading through the snow and of course all the buses stopped they weren't going because they couldn't drive through the snow so we had to walk home from Cheda. And uh, and of course, there were no mobile phones in those days. So we couldn't call our parents to say, um, we're going to be late, we're walking. And uh, so we just had to start out. And there was Auntie Laura holding hands with Auntie Ren, Uncle Morshi and me, uh, walking through the snow. We we knew our way home by, uh, by foot, although it was, you know, long enough to have to take a bus. So, of course, you can imagine that our parents were like beside themselves with worry. And my parents didn't have a car, and they didn't have a phone, and they didn't have anything like that. So, what my father did, he was very friendly with the Rob of the Shaw. And the Rob of the Shaw had a car. But this car was tiny, really tiny. It was, I would say, a four-seater car today. It, it was like a little bubble car. So my father went to the rabbi and said to him, would you mind helping me to see if we can find the children in the street? They haven't come from home from Cheda and it's snowing and I'm worried for them. So of course, the rabbi, whose name is Rabbi Kofnas, a very famous rabbi, uh, took my father and he drove through the streets along the route that we would be taking to go home. And of course, they found us. Um, wading through the snow, and the four of us had to pile up into the car, into the back seat of this tiny little car. So two people sat on the seats and two people sat on top of them. And of course, today that wouldn't be allowed. That would be against the law. I mean, there was no such thing as wearing seat belts. The car didn't even have seat belts in those days. So we sat one on top of the other. So there were six people in this car. Uh, yeah, six people in this car that really should only take four people. And um, nobody stopped us, and they and uh, the rabbi took us home. And of course, my father was very happy to found us. And that was a memory that really sticks in, in my mind. Thank you, Nona.